Good morning, Boker Tov. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meeting. Place to help yourself to some coffee and donuts. Very big thank you to Jeffrey Gell for sponsoring the 10 Minutes of Meaning series in memory of Mishlom Adovit, Shandle David, Avner Ben Avram HaKohen. This morning's 10 Minutes are also sponsored by Charles and Susan Rosherstein for their Fuhr Shlema of their granddaughter Miriam Bas, Malka Yochever. Should have a Fuhr Shlema, complete and speedy recovery. All of our learning continues to be in the merit of Esther Tehila Bas Ariel Tzipora. We are in Mesil Sasharim, the great Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato has been teaching us the 12 steps towards bettering ourselves, a better version of ourselves, not self-perfection because we cannot be perfect in this world, but how we can improve ourselves. We've talked about mindfulness and we've alacrity, enthusiasm, zeal. We've learned how to live without so we can learn with. We've gone through each of these steps and we are on the step of chasidus, what it means to be a chasid. What it means to be a chasid is not anything we wear on the outside. To be a chasid is the piety and the righteousness that we pursue on the inside, to never be satisfied with good, but to strive for great. We've talked about piety, chasidus, in the area of yiras Hashem, living with a sense of awe and recoiling with the greatness of Hashem, and ava, to feel a love and an affection to be drawn to Hashem. And we've given us several, enough from several different branches of what it means. We talked about dveikas, we talked about simcha, and now anav hashlishi, the third branch, that is what we are up to, is kina to feel a sense of zealousness for Hashem. This is particularly relevant in our generation and in our time. However, it has to be dealt with very delicately. It's a double-edged sword and it's very dangerous. To be overly zealous, to be a zealot in the name of Hashem could lead to catastrophe, could lead to disaster. It can only be done in the hands of the very few, in the hands of those who are worthy. It is a very, very delicate, very delicate thing. However, one of the ways that we show our piety, one of the ways that we manifest and express our love for Hashem, is whether we're willing to be zealots to express kinah on His behalf. One of the great zealots of Jewish history is none other than Elio, Elio Anavi, who was zealous for Hashem. He wasn't passive, he wasn't indifferent, he wasn't quiet. While Kaddish Baruch while the Almighty was being trampled upon and while he was being disrespected. But Eliyahu Anavi stood up and he confronted those who were disrespecting Hashem and he defended Hashem, he defended Hashem. Who is this Eliyahu Anavi? We know Chazal tell us. Who is Eliyahu Anavi? The same as? Pinchas. Pinchas ze Eliyahu. And Pinchas is the one who saved Klai Yisrael. And the Jewish people were suffering a pandemic, a plague, when we were being destroyed by our enemy, who knew they couldn't defeat us through cursing us. They defeated us through licentiousness and promiscuity by soliciting us. And the Jewish people were being destroyed in a plague. And Pinchas, it wasn't the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu, and it wasn't the Schosavos, it wasn't the merit of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, but it was the zealousness of Pinchas. It was the fact that Pinchas could not sit still. Pinchas could not tolerate Pinchas could not look the other way. Pinchas wasn't worried about the feelings of others. He was worried about the dignity and honor of Hashem, and therefore he stood up. And the rabbis, the Gemara and Shabbos tells us, A person who has the capacity to object and to protest, but stay silent. The honor of Hashem is at stake. God's blueprint for His world, the definitions He gave us, the formula for righteousness He provided us, and others are trampling on, are disrespecting, others are dishonoring, 
and we sit silent, we sit quiet, we look the other way, we're fearful, we're afraid, we don't want to offend anyone else. We have the capacity to respectfully and sensitively protest or object, and we don't. Then we bear the iniquity of those who are disrespecting Hashem. Again, this has to be done very carefully, sensitively, with guidance and direction of Gedola Yisrael. No one is suggesting you get up and scream and protest and yell at those who are not observing the way they're meant to. God forbid that is not our path. We believe in pleasantness and the beauty of Torah, but it means at times, at times, when the honor of Hashem is being, is being uh, assaulted, if you love Hashem, you have to stand up and you have to stay, say something. Mashkiach Rav Dan Segel, in his commentary, Mesil Sasharim, brings an example. Shulchan Arachet, this may be an uncomfortable example. I hope it's not for this beautiful, the best minion in South Florida, Eyal says. I say in the world. Shulchan Arachet, Arachayim Kufchav Dalit says the following. Lo yasiach sichaschulim b'shashash le'achzibar chozer atfila. We know there's a halacha, that you're not allowed to speak while the chazan is repeating the Shemona Esrei. Chazar sashatz, the chazan is representing the tzibur. In that tzibur are people who have relatives who are sick, who want to be married, who are trying to have children, who are trying to earn a parnasa. And that chazan is representing the tzibur and davening. And we're not allowed to talk. You can't casually schmooze with the person next to you in the middle of Chazar sashatz. Says the Shulchan Aruch. Sapsak and Shulchan Aruch. V'imsachu chote, if you speak, you're a sinner. V'gadol avon minuso, and your iniquity is too great to bear. V'goarim bo. And if you're standing next to somebody who's talking during davening, you should protest. You should gently, respectfully, sensitively, not try to embarrass the other person, but it's chazar sashatz. Speak up. Chazan's talking to Hashem. And someone's schmoozing and talking and disrespecting, and you're going to stay silent? You have to say something. So the mashkirah of Don Segel points out, he points out, why here is a very unusual halacha? You don't see this elsewhere. You don't see this elsewhere. What's different here? You see the notion of zealousness for the honor of Hashem. You know, it's an amazing thing in our time. If a person is at a show, if a person is at some form of entertainment, let's assume it's permissible to be there, and someone in the theater is talking, no one would hesitate to shush them. No one would be reluctant to say, hey, what are you doing? We're watching. What are you doing? We're here to, to be entertained. We're at a concert, we're at a movie, we're at a show. What are you doing? Nobody would reluctant or hesitant. If people around them were schmoozing in the middle of the show, if you're at your child's chumash play, if you're sitting at your child's bar mitzvah, they're giving this speech, if it's your child's chuppah and there are people schmoozing, you're going to hesitate to say, hey, yo, what are you doing? There's a bar mitzvah, there's a chuppah, there's a chumash play going on. Would you mind? Talk afterwards. It's not respectful. And yet, in davening, if someone were to quiet someone else, look who thinks he's so holy. Look who thinks he's so righteous. I'll talk if I want to talk. What's the difference? I once saw you talk 15 years ago. Now you're going to quiet me? The Shulchan Aruch says, what, Chazar Sashatz is less than a movie, a Broadway show, a concert. It's less than your child's chumash play or chuppah or bar mitzvah. Kvot Shamayim. The honor of Hashem is at stake. And sometimes to show our love of Hashem is to not be silent. If you love your child, you're not going to let somebody schmooze throughout their performance. And if you love Hashem, you're not going to let someone schmooze while the chazan is repeating chazar sashatz. So again, it's delicate. You have to be careful. I'll give that disclaimer over and over again. However, yesh piyado limchos. 
Sometimes we're meant to protest or object with a smile, with love, with sincerity, with warmth. But we're meant to protest and say, hey, what about Hashem? What about what He wants? What about His honor? What about His respect? What about dignifying Him? And if we don't, then we bear the violation of the person that we're being indifferent towards. Vizet Pasha says to the Messiah Sharm, this is obvious. If you love your friend, you're going to sit there while somebody's punching your friend? You love your friend, someone walks up to them, puts a finger in their face and starts cursing them. You're just going to sit there quietly? You're going to sit there silently? If you're a loyal or good friend, if you love your friend, you're going to stand up and you're going to defend. You're going to stand up and you're going to step in between. You're going to stand up and you're going to say, hey, what are you doing? You can't talk to him like that. You can't punch him like that. Of course you're going to get up. You're going to intervene. You're going to intercede. And you're going to help. Similarly, it should be similarly. If you love Hashem, you cannot tolerate people punching him in the face. You cannot tolerate people misrepresenting or distorting his word. You cannot tolerate people who are disrespecting or dishonoring or violating Hashem's formula for this world. I say this is very important in our time. We're walking this very fine line. We're living in a radical world which is increasingly unrecognizable every day. New definitions, new ideas, new policies, new principles, which are so foreign. Foreign to what we believe and foreign where we come from and foreign for Hashem's vision for His world. And on the one hand, we love everybody and we want them to feel comfortable and we wouldn't want to embarrass and we wouldn't want to hurt but what never comes up in the conversation is what about Hashem's feelings? We're so sensitive and we so care to never want to hurt a person and therefore to allow them to say or feel or do or dress or act however they want. We would never say something. Don't want to embarrass them. Don't want to upset them. But what about Hashem? Does He not have feelings? He doesn't have feelings because He's omnipotent and infinite. But from our perspective, our relationship with Him, ki'ilu, His feelings that we protect. What does it say about our loyalty and fidelity to him if we don't protect him, if he's being punched left and right, disrespected, distorted left and right, and we're indifferent and we're quiet. What does it say about our love or our relationship for him? For the Ramchal, it's obvious. If you love your friend, you stand up and you say something. If you love your friend, you step up, you step in. You don't allow it to continue. And that's something for us to consider how and what ways when and why, very, very delicately and carefully to figure out how in a world which is increasingly ignoring at best and distorting at worst Hashem in this world, how do we stand up and how do we show our love for Him by defending Him? We'll pick up with it next time. We continue with Living of the Muna in 15 minutes, 8.45. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and stay holy. Thank you all.